Hey, what's going on? It's Jim. I decided to do another episode today, even though I was planning on getting outside and getting fresh air. Um, I just came across something, and I, uh, because I feel the need to talk about it. You, you, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm a pretty chill guy. Anyone who knows me, I'm just very laid back. I don't. You can sit there and poke and prod me all you want. Like I, I generally am not going to react. Uh, to much of anything, unless you're really just in my face. Like I, I just don't. Well, there's, there's, there's no. I'm, I'm 37. I'm not 17. There's no reason to like get, get all uptight about anything. Just, but you know, I have my days. They're few and far between, but they're there. And it's like you're, you're driving on the highway, and maybe it's a little crowded. And you can go for like maybe an hour or so and like lots of people are being inconsiderate. You get cut off a bunch of times or, you know, just people just not paying attention. Somebody almost merges into you. And I I feel like this is this, the patience to deal with this, just let it roll off your back and just say, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not perfect either. Like the ability to do this is something of an exhaustible resource that you, you, you do have, a limit. There is a point at which you just say, you know what? What the hell? What is wrong with this person? What's wrong with everybody in the city? What's wrong with the human race? You just you just go to like, ah. At some point, there's just a straw that breaks the camel's back. And you're like, what the heck? It just puts you in a negative mindset. And it's just you, you have to like figure out how to like get out of that, that, that nosedive. Doesn't happen often with me, but it, but it, it happens. You just like suddenly one thing happens and it just, it tarnishes everything. Like suddenly you start pulling everything from your memory that like reinforces this negative view you have. Like, oh yeah, then there's that, then there's this, and then you just ignore all the good stuff. Just induces a kind of, I, I don't know, it's like a selective perception, some memory bias. You just want to be frustrated. You want to like think less of the world. And I usually don't. I want to think well of the world. I want to think well of people. I don't like it when people are, you, you know, just selfish, awful things, just eating each other. I don't like that. I like to think of them as better. Like you do, you see a lot of that. That's, that's, it's been said to death. I don't have to say it here, but during this whole pandemic, there's, there's been a, a tremendous outpouring of support in local communities from people to other people. Despite what, what might be kind of going off, off the rails at the top, you know, despite some things going pretty terribly wrong, like some mismanagement, uh, things are, I'm very, uh, very appreciative of what's been going on, you know, person to person. Uh, yeah, I think it's brought out a lot of the best in, in a lot of us. But I did not come on here to say, la-di-da, let's all talk about how great people are. I came on here because I just found something. I've been dreading the day that I would find this. And it, I, I did finally cropped up like there was a there was an ad on youtube 
uh, on a video. It wasn't, it was just a music video or a, has nothing to do with what I'm about to talk about. Uh, nothing whatsoever. I just said like, I don't even want to say the name of the product, but in essence, I, I knew from the ad what it was. It was like, um, I guess it, the question for me is always going to be, when would somebody make VR that's for sex that has a, a physical component to it? And so quickly, the ad itself, I, I could tell it was something like that. It's like, all right, is there, what is this? Uh, so I, I clicked into it and it's this, it's this site. It's the company's website. And it looks to me like it's just, it's an Alexa that has a silicon tube, like, on one end. And you can, you know. And it, it comes with a VR headset and there's, like, software. They, they have renderings of a virtual woman who's actually named Sheila and she's actually modeled after the, the Sheila character in that, in that movie AI, uh, with Haley Joel Osment from 2001. And I, I, I swear I was scrolling down through this website, looking at it, like, where is the April fool's gag? Like, where does it say, haha, we got you. This isn't actually real. But of course, it's, I didn't find that. I have, maybe they're pulling my shit. Maybe this is all one big joke and I just didn't get far enough. I didn't dig deeply into the site enough, but it, yeah, it is, it is disturbing. I could, I could have a bias here. To, to me, it, I, I don't, uh, I'm not really familiar with these. I've heard of the, the, the flesh. Fleshlight. Is it a fleshlight? I don't know. It's it's something non-human you're supposed to engage in coitus with. Uh, uh, these, yeah, these things just disturb me. When there's a non-human element uh, that you're supposed to do this with, it, it's uh, I I don't know. It creeps me out for some reason. And, and now we finally gotten here. Um, the one I've kind of figured we were headed here eventually. Like there's, there's an old Futurama episode. Um, and that's, that's set a thousand years in the future. So it's like the year 3002 or whatever, like a thousand years past when the episode aired. And basically harkens back to a time when robots finally got advanced enough that human beings could, you know, engage them. You could, you could order a Marilyn Monroe robot, the Monroe bot, and you could just, you know, uh, have that as your thing, as your object. And the characters in the show are watching a PSA because one of the main characters from the past, he's not aware of what's happened in the last thousand years. He's not aware of the developments. So they're kind of bringing him up to speed. They're like, yeah, at some point, robots got advanced enough, you could do this. And here's a PSA in a museum that they made when this started becoming more widespread. 
and the PSA is just saying like people started embracing these things and they had to make a PSA saying don't date robots because if you do it's the end of the human race and there's like a, a it of course meant to be a joke like somebody in the PSA says in the middle all civilization was just an effort to impress the opposite sex and so like people embracing robots it's the end of the human species like people don't procreate anymore and they're not really they're not driven by the same things that our forebears were so restrictions had to be put on this they had to get people to stop dating robots so i i don't know like i i so i kept digging down through this site it, it's the funniest thing there's like th there's a video on vimeo of like the ceo of the company and he he looks exactly like you you might imagine he just looks like a nerd with a crew cut he's got these these massive like coke bottle bottom glasses these these thick lenses just saying explaining how he came up with the idea he's like well like well i noticed that a lot of these toys were just they were just they were just toys and then there was the uh the the, the material and it's like separate it's not like stimulating the guy at all like he has to take, take matters into his own hands and so he i guess this is the problem he wanted to solve i love that he's like talking about this like he's saying here's how the idea occurred to me and here's how i put it together as if this idea just hasn't been in every single dystopian science fiction film of like the last 30 years I think that was in Maniac, that old Netflix series like came out a couple of years ago, like Jonah Hill and uh, I want to say Emma Stone, the two actors who were, were a quasi couple in in Superbad, they're like a quasi couple in this Maniac limited series, and uh, yeah, I feel like that was like the doctor who was running the drug trials, uh, the guy they bring in to like take it over halfway through, he's. We first meet him he's like using this thing it's like he's in a virtual he has a vr headset on he's banging some like purple koala bear and he's got something on his junk to like ah uh. yeah super creative so you know of course it was only a matter of time before somebody uh decided to take like the uh like unity or the unreal game engine and generate some, uh, you know, fake AI bot that you can like see through an a a VR headset. And there's a physical thing that like you just put on your crotch. I know this isn't the first time this has come up. It's certainly not the last, but I, I don't know, just seeing it just because it was advertised to me and I have no earthly idea why such a thing would be targeted to me at all. Of course, I guess I wouldn't cop to that if there was any sensible reason. Like, well, yeah, of course, I was browsing. So, of course, the ad was targeted. No, I, I guess I wouldn't admit that. But in earnest, there's nothing I, I've done that, uh, you know, would make any sense for them to like. I guess they know I'm single. I'm a guy in my late 30s. 
I suppose that's an, I suppose that it's probably targeting enough. They can probably determine that. But I don't know something about this. It's like it's 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 the straw that broke the camel's back. I saw this, and I was like, you know, I was just trying to like talk myself into liking the Bay Area. Like tech is not just ruining the world. It's not just you know turning us all into automatons and we're all just becoming lazy and you know, just staring at our phones instead of talking. It's not causing like depression among the younger generation. Like, no, no, maybe that's happening, but you know, it's, it's people's own fault what they choose to do. And now I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, I, I had this thought three years ago, four years ago, like I, I for, it was after I came to Silicon Valley, but I remember thinking, okay, I thought about the whole Futurama thing. I was like, this is eventually going to happen. And I was like, the the, the day that I see this, it seems to be like becoming a trend. People are like moving towards it. I was like, I'm leaving the Bay Area as soon as I see that. I'm leaving tech. I'm going to go like get some other job somewhere doing anything. And I'll just, that's when I go buy my like cabin in a rural area. You know, I'm not going to like live in the wilderness, uh, completely isolated. I'm not going to do the Walden thing. Just get back to the green spaces, get out of the city. So I'm kind of feeling like doing that now. I have this inclination. It's just, it's, and I'm, you know, just because somebody made it, I'm, there's a very good chance that this company is going to fold. Uh, but still, I mean, the thing is, the fact that the company exists, the fact that they have this at least partially developed product that they can develop online, like, sorry, that they can demo online. Uh, it means they had to, they had to like accumulate and amass the resources required to do this. They had to like be able to hire engineers to build the software and optimize it for the hardware and build the hardware. And like build this device, which I think you can, I think you can buy. I stopped short of like actually checking, like, can I add this to a shopping cart and check out? Maybe that's where the joke is. Maybe they tell you, ha, we got you. But yeah, the fact that this was able to come together as a company is kind of what, that's enough, even if they fail. Somebody is backing this idea. And I, I, I don't know if I can just explain it away as, you know, a, a foolish VC and his money soon parted. There's probably something to this idea. I mean, look at what's going on in Japan. Like, it's so many young men in their 20s just, just not even bothering to date or get married because they can just get that same thing from online or from I don't even people have told me about these things I don't know the details I, I'm too disturbed to even look up the details I don't want to know what any of this, this stuff is I don't know I just I feel like there's a certain kind of person that ends up in the Bay Area. Perhaps I'm wrong. 
Perhaps this is completely unfair, but if you're in the Bay Area and you're in tech, I, I don't know. I don't know what sweeping generalizations I can make here. And it's certainly not everybody. I'm not saying everybody's going to go out and buy one of these things. But it, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth for like, it's like, okay, right there. We're not using tech to try and get better as people. We're not using tech to try and solve the real problems here. Like the fact that everybody's online doing things, well, interacting through like text messages. We're meeting through these dating apps. We're keeping in touch via social networks. Everybody's on Twitter arguing and yelling at each other. There's not like civil discourse going on. And this seems to be where like a lot of the discourse is happening. It's like, it just seems like something is sliding like down, down a hill. And I don't know, I don't know. I don't know where it ends up. It just, it just is depressing to just put me in a funk. I don't know. You can use tech for good. I, I really am not seeing mass examples of people doing that. You have isolated pockets of people and entrepreneurs creating social good platforms. Yeah, they're out there. People are doing good things. Tech is just a tool. But it's, it's I think what I see the bulk of people adopting, you know, I mean, even if you if you buy the libertarian argument, like people should be free to do what they want. Yeah, that's I I I definitely advocate for individual responsibility. It's it's on you what you choose to do. But of course, then the the opposite side of that is what if what if you're getting, living in a culture where what is normal, what you would do by default unless somebody steers you away from it is just fundamentally not good for you. Like what if you end up in a world, like a little community that's dominated by fast food and processed food in, in little drug stores and you don't have like fresh produce, like your diet is going to suffer because it's the only thing available to you. These are the food deserts. I feel like we're, as they, like, as technology just overtakes all the cities in this country, like everything is a tech company now. Uh, the tech company is getting all the attention. Uh, everybody's becoming a programmer. It's like, I feel like we're, we're building these little humanity deserts. These places where people are plugged in. Yeah, I'm just craving human connection. I don't know. I'm not quite it, but I know it sounds like I'm just, I've just gotten to that age where I'm like, oh, these kids don't know what they're doing. I wouldn't say it's just kids. I think everybody's complicit. And I might sound like a grumpy, uh, grumpy old dude here, but I don't know. For, for some reason, you just, I, this kind of thing, you look at it, I look at it, and I say, you know, this is not the world I ever imagined I would live in. I, know, I never imagined we wouldn't. People would just be ordering their groceries, getting them delivered, ordering food from restaurants, getting it delivered, like we're not, not going out anymore. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I made my point. I don't feel like ramble on about this. Anyway, we'll see how I feel. I'll sleep on it. I probably should sleep on publishing this. I probably sound like a nutcase. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else? I guess it doesn't help that I've been... Well, actually, that's not a factor at all. That's not bothering me. I, I was going to say I'm, I've been on... I've been on Bumble. I mentioned that before, like I got on there and just to like to feel some semblance of a connection to other people. Like just swiping through these cards, like, yeah, these are these are people you might be able to chat with on Zoom while you're holed up. You can like get to know some people. Even if I don't, it's like just going through the cards and like seeing faces and like seeing the little blurbs they write about themselves. I don't know what it is, but that, that does, that is nice. Like when there is, there are moments where it's like, you don't feel like watching TV. You don't feel like reading. You can't eat anymore. You're done with meals. Exercising is you've already exercised. And there's no option available to me, but it just feels like, okay, I want to do something to feel some semblance of connection, like going on and doing that for 10 minutes methodically going through things it, it it's yeah for some reason it works sometimes i don't know but i mean i am i am being careful like i, I i'm 37 so if i'm looking at women who are roughly that age i'm not i don't understand guys who can i yeah guys who are like in their 30s dating women in their 20s like what are you what are you doing and i'm not, i'm not like trying to sound like a good guy here i i don't think that's it's immoral you know i think i think it's fine if you're 38 you want to date a 26 year old she wants to date you go for it got no problem here that's just not my thing there there's no way i would date somebody that much younger than me i don't you're not going to have anything in common with them there's such a cultural divide like the, your experience growing up like the shared cultural references you might have remember when that happened we were about this age no there's none of that and you don't i, I you don't need that i think it's it's more there's more to it than that but i just i you want to be on the same wavelength and 12 years is even six years. Yeah, the, the, the one girl I happened to go on a date with three months ago now, I want to say. Did I know? Yeah, she was 31, which is six years younger than me. And even that I had my doubts about. Um, that's That's really... That's a pretty big gap. And I got to say, I don't think that instinct was entirely wrong. The way she handled things, I, I, I got to think that part of that is just her age. I remember being 31. 
I know people who are 31. I know people who are approaching the age of 30. It's, it's a different time. It's wherever they are on the average, I'm in a different place than that. That is, that is for sure. I, I would rather go on a, I think I'd rather go on a date somebody older than me. Just the, you have a, you know, a vibe with. But anyway, yeah, so I'm, I'm swiping through profiles. I'm, I'm being careful not to, anyone who's looking for a relationship or uh, wants kids, they want marriage. If that's on there explicitly, I automatically pass it right on by. If, if, if you're, I think if you're in your mid to late thirties, you're looking for that. It, it, don't waste your time with me. I'm still figuring stuff out. I'm not even sure I'm looking to like date. I'm certainly not looking for hookups. I'm just looking for, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'd like to meet some people. I was in the process of trying to do that when this whole coronavirus pandemic hit. So now I'm kind of stuck at home and really trying to meet people through these apps is really the only option I have. And I haven't been connecting with too many like we haven't gotten matched with very many women. Um, even fewer, of course, have messaged me. And of the ones that I try to strike up a conversation with, even fewer have messaged me back. Uh, which I don't, again, I've been over this. Like, it's just, that's fine. I don't have like a, this, this grudge. Like, why aren't more women interested? Uh, I, I don't, I, I don't care. It's not the way to meet people. It's it's a terrible platform for that. I'm not bitter about the fact that this is how, like, I don't, I, I'm not bothered by how little success I'm having on there. Um, to be honest, I think if I, if I was better at it, I'd be a little bit more worried. Like, what does that say about me? And again, I'm like potentially insulting someone here, like somebody else. It's It's not for me. I can't now. I can't size somebody up with a tech. I, I, I never did that. As soon as the world shifted from we're all talking in person, we're all talking on the phone, we're maybe talking, you know, in threads on Facebook, like comments. As soon as it shifted to everybody's just texting each other all the time, I, I kind of started to disengage there. I've never developed the, the texting muscle like how to socialize, how to read, how to read an SMS message, like read between the lines and properly respond to it. I'm not sure we've, we've all, I'm not sure any of us have figured out how to do that, but I, I just know I'm bad at it. I, I have, I don't know, I guess it's here to stay. It's not like it's a thing that's just trendy and it's going to move on to something else. Like it's people are just doing that. You, meet people on your phone but i think i think it's the bias i think it's just tech is so what i'm complaining about is i think very very specific to the bay area in a lot of ways i i know it's present in other cities but i i have to imagine if i went to if i went to other cities in the country i don't know where exactly 
but there there would be places where community still thrives. You could still go out and talk to, oh, I don't know, strangers. And they wouldn't think you were immediately weird for approaching them. Maybe, who are you? I don't know you. Doesn't really seem like the norm. I had a, I had an old, really old fellow approach me in Union Square. I was just sitting there reading. And he like struck up a conversation with me, sat down. Uh, he was, uh, what was he? He was retired from the San Francisco Animal Shelter. He'd worked there for a very long time. Uh, I was asking him about San Francisco becoming a no-kill city. He's like, yeah, that was a long time ago. But he was there for that. He didn't have much to offer about that, but he was, you know, he was a, just a friendly old guy. Like he lives uh, down by Candlestick Park where they used to play baseball before they moved up to where I am. And, uh, you know, he takes the bus up to Union Square, that area. Financial district just walks around, I guess, just talking to random dudes, uh, reading books on benches. Yeah, really nice guy. He was, um, he asked me the same questions and said the same things, uh, a few times, repeated himself. So yeah, I, uh, you know, think something is slipping. But that, that's what I want. Like, it, it, it's only ever old people. It's either young people who have a petition that they want you to sign. They're happy to approach you and start talking to you. Or it's like old people who are like, hey, I, I just want to have a pleasant chat. You look friendly. You're smiling. How are you doing today? I don't know. It doesn't count for anything. It seems like with uh, people my age, with my demographic, uh, it's like uh, Brian Wilson said, I just wasn't made for these times. There's just something not, uh, I don't know. I've been trying to, I was trying to smile more when I was walking around the city. I would smile. I was generally happy. I've been happy a lot lately. Like really, I know I sound serious and everything like I'm, but I have been happy. If you walk around smiling, like you're just, Got like a knowing grin on your face. Like, yeah, I'm just amused. I'm just generally content. Like people will smile in response to you. Even It doesn't even seem like they notice it. Like they won't even look at you. They just, as they pass you, they'll sense it out of the corner of their eye. And you'll see them like smile. They'll turn to look at you. It's like they just, they're just reacting without even being conscious of it. It's contagious. It's like the good form of a yawn. And do not lie. You know that you just yawned because I said that. Okay, I can stop talking about them. The, the virtual VR sex robots are, uh, you know, going to destroy the human race. I feel like this is like one thing I might align myself with on, you know, the conservatives. My my entire life, they've been like saying, okay, the rock music is bad. I'm going to put labels on it. 
do everything we can to like get these people shut down so they can't sell records, video games, all these forms of entertainment. It's just, ah, and of course, come on, people can do what they want to do. You show me an Alexa that you can bang. And yeah, suddenly I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe those people have a point. I gotta say, like, as much as I have despised that group of people out there, the, the, the guardians of tradition, yeah, conservatives, I hope, I, I really hope they're sharpening their pencils. They're gonna somehow go after this. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Anyway, as I said, it's like the it's like the commercial in Futurama ended. It just said simply, "Don't date robots." That's my message here. Don't date robots. The end of the human race. Okay, so maniac reminded me. It happens, there's been a lot of cases lately, especially since I started going to see the movies, where I see a trailer, and the trailer is just so well put together. It has, like, the perfect music, the perfect rhythm, the perfect flow. It, like, is really exciting. Just It's just two minutes of imagery. And kind of a hint at the story and just the cutting between scenes and, and there, there have been times where the trailer is just so good. I don't even want to see the actual thing because I know that the thing can't be as good as that. Uh, Maniac was a case in point. Like I, like I actually did watch Maniac, but I remember watching the trailer and I was like, that was an amazing trailer. Uh, he used this song by M83, some sort of rendition or remix of it. Just very majestic. It, it, uh, I don't know, it felt like a little, felt like a little movie in itself. Like you're just watching, you don't know the story, but it's just, you know, visually very stunning. Builds, climaxes, and then just emotionally feels very powerful. And that was a pretty good limited series. Uh, that, that was a very interesting, it was a very well-made, uh, 10 episodes of this, uh, that's the one with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. They're, they have mental problems. They don't know each other, but they both end up in this drug trial together with, um, eight other people. So they're testing this big, uh, virtual environment. It's supposed to help you. With the aid of this drug, it's supposed to help you find your traumas and deal with them. And it, it's it's interesting because it takes place in the future. I think it's set a few decades from now. But the technology that's used in the film and the uh, the visuals, the cinematography feels very retro. It's like uh, it feels like something Stanley Kubrick might have done, like two thousand one. You know, a science fiction movie you'd see in the 1970s. It's, it's, it's like that, but it's set in the future. So it's this like incongruous 
meeting of the distant future with the distant past. It has its own style. And it's a pretty interesting story. But I, there's other ones. I saw the um, Birds of Prey, which is, uh, what is her name? Harley Quinn. She comes from the, uh, I don't remember, is it DC Comics or Marvel? I don't know any of these comic book things. I don't care. But like she used to date the Joker. She breaks up. So she's she's in that universe. I saw the trailer for that. It was the one that had the Edith Piaf song. Ima la And it wasn't just the song, but it was like the, the, just the way the trailer was put together. I was like, this movie is not going to be this good, but I really like the trailer. Uh, the trailer for Dr. Sleep I really liked. They had like a new rendition of the theme from the original Shining that was very symphonic, like swelled up and I couldn't find that anywhere except the trailer. And the movie was, the movie there was, was good. It's not clear to me that The Shining needed a second act, but it was well done. You know, it certainly didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't love the original Shining. Like I see how it was a spooky film, but it had an ambiance to it. But I just, I, I guess I can't put myself back in that place. I can't take myself back to 1980s, like the cultural context of 1980 to know why it was groundbreaking at the time. It, it just felt like a movie with a lot of, so I, I read, I read a book by a screenwriter who says, here's what differentiates a good movie from a bad movie. A good movie is integrated, meaning everything that happens has a point. It's relevant. There's no wasted space. And The Shining for me was was not that. It just felt like there were large, I don't know, there were large holes. There were large ex- expanses of time where things just went on much longer than they had to in order to make the point that they were trying to make. certainly a good like I'm you know I it's very difficult for me to get up like here in public and say I didn't like uh Stanley Kubrick's The Shining um it was a good movie I I just I wouldn't have put it you know in the in the top 10 horror films of all time I, I don't I don't quite know why it's revered as highly as it it's I just don't understand it but so I didn't, I didn't like put that up on a pedestal. So the, the sequel comes out. They kind of like reshot some of the things from there. They used imagery from it. I'm sure that bothered people. I'm sure people were saying like, oh, you can't mess with a classic. You know? Yeah. Probably taking a risk. Yeah. Part of your fan base is going to hate it just for that reason alone because they, they have this, uh, they idealize the original. Can't handle anything that like extends the story. But I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the trailer. What else? What other? Tra- I'm trying to think of other trailers I've seen lately. Where I'm like, I'm no, I'm not going to watch the the Lovely Bones. That I know if I watch that movie, I'm not going to like it. I'm just going to be waiting for like that emotional feeling that the trailer gave me to like happen in the movie. But only 
like more extended or more profound. And it's not. I don't know. It's like you can take like the uh, the emotional impact of a movie with its visuals, its music, the lines of dialogue. You can just crunch them into like two and a half minutes. And it's just like, I don't know, snorting cocaine. You just get the hit of everything right then and there in this concentrated form. And then you go see the movie and it's just like sipping very, very weak green tea steadily over two and a half hours. Completely different experience. And you're just like, where, where's that buzz I was getting from the trailer? I like it when I, I, you go watch trailers on YouTube and if you read the comments, people are saying like, you know, they give away the entire movie because in this, in this frame, this second of the trailer, if you pause it and you look in the left corner, like the upper left corner, you'll see this. And that obviously means here's this spoiler that gives it away. Here's what I posit. If you don't like spoilers, maybe you should not be analyzing the film's trailer frame by frame before you see the movie. Just going to put that suggestion out there. Because apparently that isn't obvious. Yeah, but sometimes, man, the trailers are just so good. That's what I want to do. I don't want to make movies. I want to make trailers. Give me a movie and let me condense it into... Two minutes of just amazing experience. I've gotten music from movie trailers too. There, there was a there was a commercial for the movie Solaris, and the music behind that was this beautiful piano music. I remember seeing it when I was a junior in college, like 2002. I was like, that music is absolutely lovely. This movie's got to be great. The movie was good. It didn't quite live up to the expectation. I didn't get. The feeling I got from the trailer, the commercial, again, I did not get from the film. But I ended up going on search for the, for the, for the music. The close to 10 years later, I was like, what was that piano music? And it took me hours of digging to find that piano music. I finally found it. It was like Peter Oldroyd. I think it was called The Fragile. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, like, of course, there's three other comments on the YouTube video that say, like, I saw this in a commercial back 10 years ago. I've been looking for it ever since, and I finally found it. It's like, however, however obscure the thing is you're doing or looking for, there's always somebody else out there. I can't get off these. I, I can't get off these sex robots, man. This sex thing the sex toy what the hell i saw that uh, lars and the real girl film it's got ryan gosling in it and roughly speaking it's like this guy lives in a, a small town he lives in uh, a little a little building up behind where his uh, his brother lives with his wife they have a baby on the way and he's very, very antisocial. He, he's painfully, painfully shy. Uh, he's not into like 
he has like he has like a, an office mate, like somebody at his work who's constantly showing him pornography, and he's like, I don't care. It's disgusting to me. And he ends up ordering this uh, sex doll and developing a relationship with it. And like he has conversations with it. He brings her to, you know, social events. And he just kind of expects that everybody else will hear what she's hearing, talk to her, treat her like a real person. And, you know, they're, it's a small town. Everybody kind of knows each other. They know this guy just has some sort of, he's coping with something. He's trying to work through some mental issues. So they just go along with it. I don't know. I, in, in that case, that was as creepy as that premise sounds. Uh, and I, I definitely, it took some effort on my part to, finally get around to watching that. Somebody suggested it to me, who I would trust to take recommendations from. And I, it, yeah, it, it was it, it was a lot of, it was a pretty big hill to get over to try and hit play on that. But it, it was good, the, the message is right. It's not trying to normalize deviant behavior. It's kind of saying, well, maybe deviant behavior is Maybe there's an underlying reason for it sometimes. Don't be too quick to judge. But I, you know, that notwithstanding, I still think that there's something to be said for culture gets to a point where people are just not socializing the way that they ought to be as human beings. It's just the whatever the norms are, are so far out of whack that people start turning to this sort of thing. Like this, this virtual, this VR sex thing because they, yeah, they don't feel like they have a choice. It's just easier than going through the pain of figuring out how to do it for real. If you're coping with personal issues, that's one thing. If you're coping with society, just being generally way out of balance, just off somehow in some fundamental way. Yeah, that I that feels different to me. Anyway, I have I have been trying to like figure out where I might go next. I've been doing that anyway. Like, should I stay or should I go? That is the eternal answer. You come to one of a fork in the road. I'm honestly not sure. I'm not sure where I would go. I don't know if it's entirely necessary that I do know where I go. I don't know if you need a plan. It may be that if you, if you have enough clarity to know that you're not supposed to stay where you've been and you're not supposed to keep doing what you've been doing, even in the absence of anything concrete to do instead, uh, maybe moving forward towards anything is just what you need to do. Maybe, maybe part of it is stumbling. I think that's how I ended up in the Bay Area. It's not like I, I had a sense that I wanted to be here. I think I just said, you know, well, let's try this. I, I work in tech. There's a lot of tech here. Maybe I'll meet some people. I'll meet my people. We'll hit it off and we'll just, this will be 
where I end up setting down roots. I can, I guess I can say it's been four years and that has largely not panned out for a variety of reasons. Only some of which have to do with me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not clear to me that I need, I, I, I'm not, I don't know if I should wait around to have a solid sense of what I do instead. You know, that might be the wrong move. Yeah, so again, trying to keep these things short. This one has been, uh, it just hurts my head. I had to get this out of my head. I had to like talk this through because I did not want that thought like haunting me the rest of the night. There are people buying sex Lexus. <laughs> it's, it's what they should have called it. Like, I guess Amazon would have sued them. God. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's off my chest. I feel better. Actually, I don't. After seeing that, I don't think anything's going to make me feel better. Not anytime soon. That's just... Uh. And of course, I know what they're thinking. At the company, they're like, now is the perfect time to try and like sell it. I think that's probably why I'm seeing ads on YouTube. They're like, look, any single dude... Anywhere... <laughs> just advertise this to them, you know. Anybody we think has the the money to afford this, they're not that expensive either. Which I I, I get is another unfortunate point. If this was like five grand, six grand, like it was like thousands of dollars. Okay, you're not gonna have many people. The price point is low enough. It's like I think the most expensive thing, like the full package, was like four hundred dollars. Now that's not nothing. That that's not like it's on the rack by the register in seven eleven. It's a little inaccessible, but it's not that prohibitively expensive. That's that's the other worrying thing. They've actually set such a low price point that this is something like this could go mainstream, even if people are not talking about it outwardly. Man, where did we go wrong? Did we go wrong? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I just had to talk this through, but I probably should wrap this up. It's been close to an hour. I certainly don't want to sit here for another two hours, lose track of time, and just daisy chain these random topics the way I have been. So I will I will wrap this up here and say with thank you for listening. If you're out there, hope you're healthy. We're going to get through this. It's all good. We're in it together. We're going to emerge from this victorious. I feel it in my bones uh yeah so stay healthy take care of yourself and uh yeah until next time this is jim signing off cheers